Nebraska's offense struggled mightily last year, only scoring 27.9 points per game, which was 71st in the nation out of 130 total teams. Their season was marred by poor offensive line play, poor special teams play, and those two things certainly didn't help the scoring offense or the offense in general, but also just bad assistant coaches and bad play calling by head coach and then play caller Scott Frost, who has now relinquished, according to himself, his play calling duties to new offensive coordinator Mark Whipple. None of those things helped. But after cleaning out the offensive staff, bringing in new, younger, superior coaches, there is optimism for Nebraska's offense entering 2022. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to be discussing the depth chart for each position, quarterback, running back, offensive line, tight end, and wide receiver, going through all those positions, talking about them for a few minutes, especially the offensive line, is there are the most questions for that position group out of all the other position groups by a mile, especially with Nord and Newley being suspended for a drug test. More on that in a minute. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's been too long since I have made a video about Nebraska football, so I can't wait to jump right into it. So let's go ahead and do that, and first and foremost, talk about the offensive line. The offensive line was the biggest weakness of the offense last year. Coach Greg Austin coached one of the worst offensive lines in the country. He, thankfully for Cornhusker fans, is now gone, along with everyone else on the offensive staff except for the tight ends coach. And we're going to get to tight ends later, don't worry. Their new coach is Donovan Riola, who played at Wisconsin in college. He spent three seasons before this as an assistant offensive line coach for the Chicago Bears, worked as a graduate assistant before that at Notre Dame, who is known to, or they were known to have good offensive lines under then-head coach Brian Kelly. I think that the offensive line starting lineup will look like this. We're going from left tackle to right tackle. Teddy Projaka. At left tackle, Turner Corcoran at left guard to replace Noradin Newley, Trent Hickson at center, Kevin Williams Jr. at right guard, and Bryce Benhart at right tackle. So this does look a little different than what most would be accustomed to, and a lot of that is because Newley's now absence after failing a drug test but I have a reason for having Turner Corcoran replace him, and that's because Corcoran last year was much better at defending the run than defending the pass, which he was absolutely atrocious at. Turner Corcoran was a four-star, highly rated four-star out of high school, a lot of raw talent and size behind that young man. I think he would fit well at left guard. Brock Bando, who is... And depending on who you ask, either the starting right guard or the backup behind Kevin Williams, could also fill that position. Ethan Piper, who played at guard last year but wasn't good at it, who looks to be the backup center, he could play in there. Henry Lutovsky could replace Newley. So you have a plethora of different options. You have four different options. Lutovsky, Piper, Bando, and Corcoran who could replace 
Norden Newley. I still think that loss hurts because I had Newley being a top two offensive lineman along with Kevin Williams for Nebraska, so it certainly hurts. I've bumped down Nebraska a grade in their offensive line position from a B, which is very highly rated, but I think there were reasons to have them that highly rated. I bumped it down to a B-, and I could drop them lower because we won't know until the season begins. We won't know the effects of this, I don't think. But there are options to replace him, and I'm just going with the more raw, talented guy in Turner Corcoran, who should play much better on the inside than on the outside, where, again, he was atrocious, got burned. At center, there are question marks, of course. Cam Jurgens off to the NFL. There's going to be a new face there, an unfamiliar face. But Trent Hickson, when he played at center, was serviceable, so I expect him to start here. Brock Bando and Kevin Williams Jr., that is certainly going to be a battle. Brock Bando started at right guard during Nebraska's spring game. Kevin Williams Jr. played very well on the offensive line at his FCS school in northern Colorado. Absolutely physical, massive potential. I'm very high on him. I have Kevin Williams Jr. starting here. But I put Brock Bando in the special position as a key backup because I think you're going to be you're going to see him, whether it's in a rotation, whether he replaces one of the guards I have listed up here in in Corcoran or Williams, whether he just starts over Corcoran or Williams entirely, won't know until the fall. But I think he's a key piece. He's certainly a good piece to have. I think that these six guys are the best six guys on the offensive line. Kevin Williams, again, I'm very high on. Bryce Benhart did not look good last year at right tackle, but I think that he's he's the best option there. He's a better option than Turner Corcoran. And with Newley, again, his absence is huge because now I think you have to fill that spot. And I think Corcoran would fit well there. And that, again, creates sort of a question mark at right tackle, which is why I think the position grade overall is a B minus, and that's probably at best. I don't know if they should even be that anymore. I was pretty confident in having them as a B, even though that was high because of the struggles last year, because I like Donovan Raiola as an offensive line coach. I like these players, but losing Newley is a massive hit. It is a big hit. So this could be a B minus, not as confident in that. It could be a, a C plus. I think it's around that range. But nonetheless, this offensive line unit will vastly improve from last year's atrocious offensive line unit, which I would give anywhere from an F to a D grade range if we were to grade the 2021 position groups. The offensive line is the most question marks around it too, so that's probably the position group I'm going to be talking about the most in this video. Up next, we have quarterback, which is a much more stable known situation than the offensive line. But it also, like all the other position groups after offensive line, it requires the offensive line to be good to function at their highest capacity. The offensive line and quarterback rooms are the most important for any offense. But here you have a more proven position coach in Mark Whipple, who resurrected Kenny Pickett's NFL hopes and made him into the only first-round pick for quarterbacks 
in the in the 2022 NFL draft picked by his own home team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whipple has worked at colleges like Miami, Florida. He's been the head coach at UMass two different times. The first time was an absolute success. He was an offensive wizard. The second time was not it was not a success, so we won't talk about that. But he has experience in the NFL at college, very good QB coach, amazing offensive coordinator as well. The projected starter is Casey Thompson. This is pretty obvious. Thompson was the starter in the spring game. They didn't make him throw a lot, which at the time made me think maybe there was more competition. But the more I look at it, that's probably just a vote of confidence. We don't need you to throw much in the spring game because we're already confident that you're the guy. Casey Thompson passed for 2,113 yards in 2021, 24 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He had a 154.7 passer rating and a 62.6 QB rating, which was 62nd in the nation. But I'm not as worried about those stats as some others might be specifically the QB rating area, because of his injured, I think it was an injured thumb last year, and that is obviously going to affect his throwing accuracy, and I think he's under, I believe he's under a better QB coach now, and will probably have a similar, if not better, offensive line compared to Texas's last year, which was not a good offensive line unit. So I'm very confident in Casey Thompson as a QB, even without the who I think are talented depth pieces behind Thompson in Logan Smothers, who threw for 300 yards last year, started the game against Iowa in Martinez's absence, and backup number two, Chubba Purdy. I think you can flip number one and number two around. Either Purdy or Smothers could be the second or third stringer. They're both talented. Purdy fits more to Whipple's style of football. Smothers is just a raw athlete. Smothers is a guy who I could see in wildcat formations or quarterback run situations just because of his raw speed and athleticism. I would not be surprised if you saw Logan Smothers as sort of this run-only quarterback being used in specific situations for the season. Just a thought. But there is a lot of depth. Again, Logan Smothers has talent. Purdy has talent. He was recruited by Whipple before he committed to Florida State, and now he's been reunited with Whipple once again. Instead of a recruiter and a high school prospect, though, it's now a college quarterback and his offensive coordinator. So this room is deeper than most anticipate, and Casey Thompson is going to evolve and improve as a quarterback. I give this an A- grade for position grading. After quarterback, we have running back. New coach, another New coach, previous OC and QB. Well, the previous QB coach was Mario Verdcuzo. The previous OC was Matt Lubick. Both of them are gone. So another area with a new position coach, but a position coach that I think is a massive upgrade over the previous running backs coach, Ryan Held, who had a whole lot of talent in his backfield, in my opinion, but didn't know how to utilize it or develop it. Ryan Applewhite was at TCU before this job, helped recruit five-star Zach Evans, and he is an absolute monster, and he has he has other things on his resume too, but I think the Zach Evans recruiting part just shows you that this guy is a recruiter, and Zach Evans is was a monster at TCU. He's probably going to be more of a monster at Ole Miss since I think he'll be utilized by 
a better staff there. But another upgrade, another upgraded position coach, basically. And I think there's going to be a rotation here. It's what it sounds like. And I think the two starters in that rotation will be Anthony Grant and Jack Wisient. Anthony Grant came from New Mexico. I think it was New Mexico Military Institute is where he came from. He's 210 pounds, 5'11". He showed amazing flashes in the spring game. In my opinion, he passes the eye test by miles. In his two seasons at New Mexico Military Institute, Grant rushed for 2,594 yards and 28 touchdowns, averaged 7.1 yards per carry in his career. Now, granted, it is, it's Juco football, which is still a big deal, but I'm only addressing it because some people will use it as a criticism. Yes, it's Juco football, but now at Nebraska, he's going to have a better supporting cast while facing better competition. So that stuff will even itself out. I think this guy's explosive. I think the fact that he went to a, a military institute, I actually read up on it, shows that he's, he's disciplined, loves the game. I like him, and I think he has the possibility to be the best player on the offense. And then you have absolute raw talent in Jack Wesiant, who's 6'2", 225 pounds. He's lost some he's lost some body fat mass from what I've heard, improved over spring. He had three hundred rushing yards last season at Nebraska, one touchdown, averaged six point three yards per carry. And I think that is a scary that's a scary running back room in my opinion, or at least the at least scary two starters in that rotation. I think that again, this relies a lot on the how the offensive line plays though. Again, in my opinion that's the most important position on offense, is how good is your offensive line. In backups, I think Ramir Johnson and Gabe Irvin Jr., who started at points last year, I think those will be backups. Ramir Johnson is a good he sh- he's a good receiving back. He, sh- he showed potential in that regard, especially in the Michigan game. And Gabe Irvin Jr. was getting starting reps until his injury in the Oklahoma game. This room is deep. It has a lot of talent. There's potential that the starter and maybe even the two starters here are the best players on the offense. And for that, I give this position group an A minus grading. And up next, we have tight end. Sean Becton is the position coach, and he is the only guy on offense who is returning from last year's staff because, frankly, he was the only guy who could develop his players. Look no further than Austin Allen and Austin Allen's predecessor, whose name escapes me, pardon me. But Austin Allen was, I'm pretty sure he was drafted in the 2022 NFL draft. And regardless of that, he was a monster in college, an absolute monster. I remember when I attended the Michigan State-Nebraska game, watching Nebraska's tight ends play. Nebraska's tight ends were a whole different physicality, like a a whole different violent physicality compared to the rest of the team. Where the rest of Nebraska's team looked out of it, they looked almost scared of Michigan State's defense, Nebraska's tight ends would catch the ball and just just fight. They would fight for more yards. They They were violent, they were aggressive, they were solid receivers. I mean, Austin Allen was just... Austin Allen's just something else. 
and his now replacement in Travis Vokalek, while he hasn't had a ton of receptions, transferred in from Rutgers, so out of high school he wasn't a raw, talented guy, I think he can be developed into something great. He had 11 receptions for 127 yards in the 2021 season, averaged 11.5 yards per reception. His best game was against Oklahoma, where he had a long 38-yard reception, where he ran a good route, got open. He had a career high of three receptions in a game against Ohio State for only 14 yards. He played against Oklahoma, Michigan State, Northwestern, Minnesota, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Those were the games where at least he got receptions, where he caught the ball and got yards, obviously. And then he has his backup, Chris Hickman. This room is not going to be as good as it was last year, in my opinion, just because of how much of a unit Austin Allen was, but it's still going to be good. I think that with I think that with Sean Becton returning, there is going to be better chemistry here, or at least more guaranteed chemistry here than in any other part of the offense. It's good to have some stability, and I think that this is a it's a good room. I think that Sean Becton has enough of a known that you know that he's going to have a good tight end as a starter. So I give this position group a B plus grade. And then finally, we have the wide receivers. At wide receiver, the the position coach is Mickey Joseph. Now, Mickey Joseph is probably the most notable position coach on the offense, even more so than Mark Whipple. I would say that because look at Look at Justin Jefferson, for example, in the NFL. Look at Jamar Chase. Those two guys were developed and, I think, recruited by Mickey Joseph at LSU. This guy knows how to develop talent. He knows how to recruit. This guy is an elite wide receivers coach, at minimum a great wide receivers coach. Huge home run hire for Nebraska, especially since he played there, which obviously assisted in him being hired by Scott Frost and returning to his alma mater. I think that with talents like Trey Palmer, Omar Manning, and Elante Brown, that this wide receiver room is going to take a huge step forward. I don't know if any of those three are going to be as good as Samari Torre, who was amazing, very underutilized by Matt Lubick and Scott Frost, but I think that as a whole, this wide receiver room will be much better from just a year of Mickey Joseph's of his teachings, his and his plan. So Trey Palmer, five-star talent from LSU. He's been coached by Mickey Joseph for a while. Good return specialist. Showed some moments at wide receiver last year at LSU. He had 30 receptions for 344 yards and three touchdowns. And also on special teams, he had in he had in 2021 a kickoff returned for 28 yards, punt returned for 24 yards. That was his long. In 2020, though, he returned a punt for a touchdown for 93 yards, and he, that was a kickoff, pardon me, and he returned a punt for 54 yards for a touchdown in 2019. So he's good on special teams. He has been growing in statistically at at catching the ball and being involved in that part of the game from 2019 where he got one reception to 2020 where he had 30. 
You also have Omar Brown, who I think is going to be another starter. He had 26 receptions for 380 yards and two touchdowns in 2021. And then you have Elante Brown, who only had three receptions for 30 yards. So Elante Brown being more of an unknown here, but he's listed as a starter by many people, including our lads.com. A lot of people are talking about him. And I think, again, with much superior development compared to the previous wide receivers coach, he's going to look good. Omar Manning's going to look good. Trey Palmer's going to look great. I think he will be the best wide receiver. Omar Manning just behind him and Elante Brown just behind him. And then there are the backups, Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda, Oliver Martin, and Marcus Washington. Marcus Washington at over 200 receiving yards at Texas. Oliver Martin has, was at Nebraska last year, had a good game against Illinois, and then kind of faded away. And Garcia Castaneda had over 500 receiving yards at New Mexico State and some touchdowns there. He was dealing with a hamstring injury this spring, but is healthy. He could certainly work himself, along with Marcus Washington, I think those two can work themselves into the starting lineup. I'm very unsure about Oliver Martin in that regard. But he's there. He is certainly one of the primary backups as he was a starter at some point last year and got starting reps. I think this position group is a B plus, just mainly because where like Ochon Mathis, Casey Thompson, Anthony Grant, like those are big incoming players. This wide receiver room, you have a raw talent in Trey Palmer. And yeah, Marcus Washington played at Texas, so there'll be some there'll be some good chemistry there between him and who is likely ninety nine percent sure going to be the starting quarterback in Casey Thompson. But I think that this room does have a lot to prove, in my opinion. Not a whole lot of raw talent here, but with a great developmental coach in Mickey Joseph, guys like Trey Palmer. Omar Manning, I think those two, it's mainly those two separating themselves from the West, the rest of the wide receiver room. I think those two are the best. I think that this unit is a good unit. It could potentially move itself up to an A minus. I just, for whatever reason, want to more so see it before I believe it, which it, I don't have the same attitude in regards to, for example, the offensive line or running back room. It's just a feeling that I have, sort of, combined with what we've seen last year in Nebraska and their wide receivers and some other concerns. But I think this is a good room, so I'm giving it a B-plus ranking. It's certainly one that has a lot of upside to it, potentially more than even I think it does. And that's it for this video. Just previewing what I think Nebraska's offensive depth chart is going to be, ranking each position group and talking about it. I think that all position groups have made significant upgrades outside of the tight end room, which will take a slight step back. And all of this, along with better play calling from offensive coordinator and play caller Mark Whipple, I think will help Nebraska to have one of the best offenses in the Big Ten. It's going to be explosive. You have you have a quarterback in Casey Thompson, who's great at throwing the ball, better than Adrian Martinez in that regard, and while he doesn't have Martinez's raw talent or athleticism, he takes care of the ball more, he can still run. Nebraska's upgraded with Anthony Grant at running back, they've upgraded at wide receiver with Trey Palmer coming in, along with Marcus Washington, and Garcia 
Castaneda, I mean, three of the six wide receivers I talked about are incoming transfers. So that wide receiver room received significant upgrades. The running back room did two. I think Kevin Williams, I think him transferring into Nebraska and being on that offensive line is going to be bigger than previously anticipated because of Newley being suspended. But I'm excited for Nebraska football. I'm excited to see if this offense lives up to what I think it's going to be, and I'm excited for college football in general. So that's all I have to say for this video. If you're new to this channel, make sure to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts on this video down below if you're watching from the YouTube. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you guys around. Bye.